0: This is the Sweet Roll Podcast. I'm Jody. And I'm Kenny. And we have three pieces of news to give to you today news pieces about Diablo 3 new season, about Fallout Shelter's new release on Android, and the APA releasing a review on studies about violence and video games. Let's get started.
1: So, first off, in Diablo 3, season 4 starts August 28th. With that, is a host of new features. They have a new guide for getting through the season. A bunch of achievements and tasks await you that will unlock your goodies at the end of the season, and it has a step-by-step guide on getting there. Next up is they have brand new Legendary items. The first one they released is a new Witch Doctor item that makes you take reduced damage by up to 80% for the first hit of every minion that you encounter, which is pretty cool. But they haven't released many of the other items, and there's going to be tons of new Legendaries this season. Next up, if you finish all the challenges and everything, you do also get a new portrait and a new pet. It's a little dog, a little spectral dog that's supposed to compete with the spectral dog you got from the Collectors Edition for Souls. After achievements, they have these things called conquests. They're basically like achievements, but they're a lot more difficult. They say like kill a boss in a specific way or reach level 60 in the Greater Rifts or do some really cool fancy things. The notable thing about the new challenges is that they're also introducing a new difficulty. This one's going to be called Torment 10 rather than just the Torment 6 we've been used to. It's going to be really a lot harder. Lastly, they are releasing new transmogs, but unfortunately they're the same transmogs as Season 2. Which, I mean, if you weren't there in Season 2 to get them, it's great for you. But for us who do have them, it kind of sucks because we're not getting new transmogs.
0: Next up, let's talk about Fallout Shelter. Now, it was originally released during Bethesda's E3 conference for Fallout 4. It was released on Apple iOS only, so folks who have iPhones have been playing this already for a good long while. But it was released Thursday the 13th on Android. In the game, you can take control of your own vault and manage the dwellers inside. I played the game for about an hour, it looks crisp and clean and fun to play. It can be gotten for free in the Play Store, but if you're into leaderboards and being the best in the world, the game's already been hacked, unfortunately, so the top spots are unreachable.
1: First guy within an hour of the game coming out now has a score of 2 billion, which... Well done. Well done, right? The third place on that bracket is the actual tester for the Bethesda.
0: Keep in mind that it's your typical free-to-play mobile game. You have areas in your vault that take a while to charge up before you get rewards from it, and then you have to wait for another countdown. You know, it's a little bit farmville but it has the beautiful Bethesda game experience and the fun Fallout vibe. So if you think mobile gaming is fun and you want something to do while you're on the toilet, hey, go for it.
1: Next up is the American Psychological Association. They released a 27-page review on studies that link between violent games and violence in the real world. So they took a bunch of studies, over 100 studies, and tried to make some kind of correlation between violent video games and violent behavior. This is a follow up to 2005 studies that released inconclusive findings as well. So the giant wave from the media back then that say violent video games protect your children, well, they're they're back at it again. They tried to find more studies and conclude that there is some kind of correlation between violent games and violent behavior.
0: The results were revealed in a press release that was titled, APA Review Confirms Link Between Playing Violent Video Games and Aggression. But we found that kind of misleading after reading the actual report. We think it's better called violent video games may be one of many aggression-causing factors, which frankly is something we've known for a while. Yeah, when you're trying to pwn someone at Mario Kart, you get a a little feisty.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So here's the reasons why. First off, the paper confirms that violent video games and aggression studies cannot be generalized to the U.S. population. They admit that themselves because the studies themselves didn't have any kind of demographic information. So you don't know if it's socioeconomic status, you don't know if it's tendency of mental behavior. There's no background to that, so you can't even generalize it to the population you're trying to say is needing to be protected from violent games.
0: Second, the methodology of a lot of the studies was to get university students in a lab and have them play video games and then have them talk to the researcher afterwards to gain information about how aggressive they're feeling. For starters, like we mentioned earlier, college students just aren't a representative demographic in the United States. Further, when you're in a lab setting and you're playing video games and then the reviewer asks you if you're aggressive afterwards... You kind of want to give the researcher the answer that he or she wants to hear. I feel like it's kind of a leading process. It's not capturing the gamers in their natural habitat.
1: So lastly, they're they, and I quote, No single method or study is conclusive in this field. Even so, one method's limits are offset by another method's strengths. So that's telling you that they had three methods. And none of them actually have any kind of conclusive results on what they're trying to find. But they're saying that because each study has strengths and weaknesses and they, the strengths of one study makes up for the weaknesses of another, they can conclude strongly, they say, that there is some kind of correlation between violent behavior and violent video games.
0: I'm thinking if you're shooting somebody in the face in a video game, it's going to kind of cause the same effect as if you're watching somebody be shot in the face at a Marvel movie.
1: They're also saying that... Uh, they didn't take into account what kind of game they were playing, and they they didn't single out violence itself, and they had only competitive games. So they don't know if that pain playing a violent game at single player has the same kind of causation, and they didn't take these things into account. So we really don't know what this study says, but it's really dangerous because what they're claiming is that violent behavior is for kids, and they're really noting that the ASRB should take action and make it all their ratings more specific to violence and make everything a lot more difficult on the gaming industry.
0: And ultimately, what's going to happen is the news media is going to pick up on the headline of this press release and get all freaked out that America's youth are being corrupted by the evil violent video game producers and not noting the other benefits of video games, basically rehashing a tired argument that was made before that was never substantiated. In summation, playing Call of Duty, does not a mom-murderer make?
1: Yes. They even conclude that there is zero. So they come out r- right and say there's no correlation that they have found for violent video games and criminal behavior. So the study is not trying to prove that at all.
0: Now it's that time in the show, and we want to hear your responses.
1: So what do you think about the ESRB? Does it protect our children, or does it take our autonomy away? Let us know next week.
0: Email us at the SweetrollPodcast at gmail.com with an audio response. If you want to make it hit about a minute long, that would be fantastic. We look forward to hearing from you.
1: And if you haven't checked it out yet, remember Twitch plays Pokemon? Well, Twitch plays Dark Souls now. So if you go to twitch.tv and go look up the Dark Souls franchise, you'll be able to find out how Twitch is doing in their Dark Souls game. Thanks for listening, and happy gaming.
0: The Sweet Roll podcast is hosted, directed, and produced by Jody DeVaz and Kenny Wallace. Music is by the Immaculate Will Siebel. You can check out our videos on YouTube, stay in touch with us on Facebook and Twitter, and watch us stream games for review on Twitch most evenings.